Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is early Thursday morning, Thursday, February 15th. Uh, I ran out of time yesterday. I, I'm a college student doing the best I can. Could not record my podcast last night. Instead, it is Thursday morning. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. What a weird holiday. I don't know. I just... Not my thing. Whatever. People do it. I'm happy for them. Not my thing. Uh, I'm going to dedicate to dad sh- uh, today's show to my dad. Uh, my dad is a good friend of mine. He's a good ally. And many of my analogies today um, relate to dads. And it's also my dad's birthday tomorrow. So today's episode dedicated to my dad. I want to start with this. This is a saying uh, my dad taught me growing up. When the dog barks, the lion isn't bothered. So Tom Brady doesn't care what someone in the stands says. He's Tom freaking Brady. He doesn't care. He's a, he's a man on top of a mountain. Why would he listen to someone down there? Or if you have a sports podcast on YouTube, you don't listen to YouTube commenters. When the dog barks, the lion isn't bothered. Unless, unless the dog causes problems. I read a story yesterday. Gavin Free, a popular YouTuber, had a YouTube commenter break into his house with a gun. Uh, something that was once annoying became a problem. So the little dog, the yappy dog, now is an issue. Magic Johnson, the president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers, has ignored LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball has always been an annoying YouTube commenter. A little yappy dog. Something no one cares about. No one really pays attention to him. Until LeVar Ball threatened Magic Johnson. LeVar Ball threatened the Lakers. LeVar Ball said Lonzo Ball will leave the Lakers if they do not sign Lonzo's younger brothers, Leangelo and LaMelo. Annoying became a significant problem. Something you had to actually pay attention to. You know who can threaten a basketball team? LeBron James. Russell Westbrook, maybe Kevin Durant. People who actually have power. People you need more than they need you. I love Lonzo Ball, I really do. But let's be honest. Lonzo Ball is the second best rookie on his own team. I just, I don't know. You're not as powerful as you may think you are. So why is the VAR ball a problem? I think it's very obvious, but we'll talk about it now. The Lakers are going after LeBron James. The Lakers are doing everything they can to bring in LeBron James. LeBron James will not sign a contract with a team that is held hostage by LeVar Ball. Really by any dad, but especially by LeVar Ball. And you don't want to be held hostage by LeVar Ball. Because it hurts you with the Lakers. It hurts hurts you with LeBron James. But also, you just don't want to be in a relationship like that. Because where does it end? You know, you make one threat to get what you want, and then you make another, and you make another, and you make another. You can't work with people like that. And if your girlfriend threatens to break up with you if you don't do something, end it. It's over. First, it's a haircut. Then it's a wardrobe change. Then you're a whole different person five months later because you changed everything because she wouldn't break up with you. The only person who can make threats in the NBA that I would work with is LeBron James. Because you need LeBron more than he needs you. LeBron James wants a better roster. If he threatens leaving, hey, I'll give it to him. I'll give him whatever he wants. Because you need LeBron. You don't need 
Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball, because of his dad, is very quickly becoming more of an issue than a blessing. LeVar Ball says, LeVar Ball can say all the dumb stuff he wants. But when he threatens you, when when LeVar Ball threatens you, LeVar Ball becomes a problem. All right, we have a great podcast today. We're going to talk a little bit more about Lonzo Ball. I, I do like Lonzo. I love Lonzo. I try to separate the dad from the basketball player. I really like Lonzo Ball. We're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas. We're going to talk about Steve Kerr. We're going to talk about the 49ers Super Bowl chances. Talk about the Boston Celtics. Please remember, you can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube. You can also find the shorter Best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Share this with your friends. I hate college. I want to do this full time. I want I want Strong Opinion Sports to be my job. Please, if you like Strong Opinion Sports, share this with your friends. Help me grow my numbers and, and help. I want to take this off. I really would love to turn this into a company. So tell me or tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. I want to stick with dads. Um, this is a, uh, you know, sorry. I, before I go on, I don't have any kids. And, and I'm not going to criticize anybody's parenting. And even if I did have kids... I'm never going to tell someone else how to run their kids. I'm never going to tell someone else how to parent. But I do have a dad. So I may not have children, but I have a dad. My dad is a good friend to me. He's an ally. I trust him. He's helped me so much in my life. I remember there was one time, one of my favorite memories in high school was he drove me from our house in Portland, Oregon, down to San Francisco 49ers, uh, down to San Francisco, where I trained with Trent Dilfer. Sam Darnold, Ross Bowers, the quarterback at Cal, Blake Barnett, former Alabama quarterback. I trust my dad. My dad has done a lot of things to help me. And I would imagine Lonzo Ball trusts his dad too. His dad says, don't sign a shoe contract. We're going to make your own company. You don't need that contract. We're going to do our own thing. He trusts him. His dad says his whole life, you're going to go to the Lakers. And Lonzo Ball goes to the Lakers. And LeVar Ball took, sorry, LeVar Ball took Lonzo's brothers to Lithuania. They dropped out of school. They went off to Lithuania to play professional basketball. So Lonzo Ball does seem to trust his dad, but I wonder how long will that last? To this point, it's worked. Everything LeVar Ball has said has worked out for Lonzo Ball. But if my dad was speaking for me on behalf, uh, my dad was speaking on behalf of me, In regards to my contract, if my dad was dictating my contract situation, nope, not happening. If I was going to sign a broadcasting deal, the first person I would call would be my dad. I would say, hey, dad, what do you think? Because I value my dad's advice. I value his opinion. But I would speak for myself. I wouldn't let my dad talk about my contract for me. I would speak for myself. And my question is, is LeVar Ball actually helping Lonzo Ball. Because he's doing great things for Mello. He's doing great things for Jello. Both the younger brothers are benefiting tremendously from their dad. They are not NBA players. And now they might become NBA players because the dad is threatening NBA ownership and NBA general manager saying, if you don't take my son, if you don't take my other sons, my good son won't sign with you. They're using him as leverage. But... I don't know that he's helping Lonzo. Again, he's good for the younger brothers. The younger brothers are profiting tremendously off their dad's ridiculousness. But Lonzo Ball, think about this. 
because of his dad, Lonzo Ball might leave the Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody knows how prestigious it is to be a Laker, especially if you grew up in L.A. like Lonzo Ball did. And if his dad keeps talking, Lonzo Ball may miss out on an opportunity to play with LeBron James. That's like if my dad cost me an opportunity to work with Colin Coward, I'd be incredibly angry. I love Colin Coward. He's, I don't really listen to him anymore, but he's my favorite. My, my, my whole life, until college, I was too busy, I listened to Colin Coward almost every day. And if his dad really makes him not sign a contract with the Lakers, he will lose money. And again, he doesn't have a shoe deal. All because of his dad. And it would be easy to think. If I was in Lonzo Ball's shoes, I would handle this differently. It's easy to have that attitude. But I don't know. If I put my whole faith in my dad, if I put my whole life, if my entire life growing up until this point, all 20 years on this earth like Lonzo Ball is, if I'd put 20 years into believing in my dad, it would be really hard to suddenly drastically change and not trust my dad. But I don't know, man. I am concerned for Lonzo Ball. I really am. Like, where does it end? Where does it stop? Because he's, he's listened to his dad over and over and over again. And it really has worked out. But how long until it doesn't work out? How long until it catastrophically fails? I don't know. I, don't, I get it. I get trusting your dad. I understand that dynamic. But man, I just, hmm, I'm concerned for Lonzo Ball. I really am. He's, he's not giving up. He's going to give up money. He already gave up money from a shoe deal. He might miss an opportunity to play with LeBron James. I don't know. And he would leave the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers. Seems like a bad move. And, and I'm really concerned that LeVar Ball, I mean, we all know the ridiculousness of LeVar Ball. I don't think me saying, oh, his dad might be hurting him is a very controversial statement. But I just, how long until it blows up? I really, I really am concerned. And I, I like Lonzo Ball. That's the problem is I love Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is my favorite basketball player to watch behind LeBron James. I love Lonzo. He's so much fun to watch. I play point guard in basketball at the rec center. I appreciate LeVar, uh, I appreciate Lonzo Ball's clever passing. I love it. It's fun to watch. When I watch an NBA basketball game with Lonzo Ball, my eyes are glued to Lonzo. The entire game, doesn't matter who they're playing, I cannot take my eyes off of Lonzo Ball. But let's say that LeVar Ball threat is true. Let's say that they're, instead of re-signing with the Lakers, Lonzo Ball says, you better sign my brothers or else I'm not signing with you. Well, if that is true, there are teams out there that would take the Ball brothers. There are teams out there that would take all three Ball brothers. Because there are teams that have no shot. And they want to do everything they can to draw interest to them. The Brooklyn Nets, of all the teams that might actually take Lonzo Ball and the other two brothers, to have all three Ball brothers, my favorite team of all of this is the Brooklyn Nets. I would actually, I'll be honest, I really want to see Lonzo Ball and LeBron, but if I don't get that, I want to see all three Ball brothers in Brooklyn, playing for the Brooklyn Nets, because New York is a Knicks town. You think New York, you think the New York Knicks, the New York Yankees. You don't think the Mets, you don't think the Brooklyn Nets. And they are terrible. The Brooklyn Nets are absolutely awful. They just want to be interesting. If you can find a way to put the Brooklyn Knicks, uh, Brooklyn Nets in the headlines. See, I can't even get their name right because everyone knows the New York Knicks. If you can put the Brooklyn Nets in headlines some way, somehow, that's better for them. And I would love to talk about them. I really would. It would be fun 
It would be so much fun to watch all three Ball Brothers. Mostly because I have no idea what would happen. It would be like a weird science experiment. Hmm. If you mix this and this, what happens? I don't know. I'm really curious. Could they actually make it work? I doubt it. I highly doubt all three Ball Brothers on the same team would be successful. But I'm very interested. What would happen? I really would want to know. Lonzo Ball is not a great basketball player, but Lonzo Ball is a superstar. Here's how I know that. The other day, Lonzo Ball's girlfriend uh, found out she was pregnant, and everybody in the world that I know seemed to post about Lonzo Ball. People I had no idea even cared about the NBA. People who didn't even aren't even related to sports were like, oh, did you hear Lonzo Ball's girlfriend's pregnant? And I'm like, what? You don't even like basketball. You don't even like you don't even like football. You don't even like sports, and you're talking about Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is one of the Kardashians of sports. Love it, hate it, say what you want. The Ball family is incredibly popular, and they have a powerful brand. That's probably why I'm talking about them because they're interesting. You you may hate Levar Ball, but you're don't tell me you're not interested because I am incredibly interested in the Ball family. Couldn't could it actually happen? I'm just, I'm so curious. Could all three Ball brothers on the same NBA team actually work? Probably not. Probably they would get annihilated, but I would watch. <laughs> I promise you, I would absolutely watch that happen. Again, it's like some kind of weird science experiment. The point is, don't be shocked if a team takes Lonzo and both of his brothers. I'm rooting for that team to be the Brooklyn Nets. I would love to see Lonzo Ball in New York. The the Ball family may be annoying and loud, but they are also highly entertaining. And again, I just want to say, separate Lonzo Ball from the dad. Separate LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball away from each other. I like Lonzo. I really do like Lonzo Ball. Seems like a good guy. A guy I would want to play with on the same basketball team. A guy I might be friends with if he wasn't an NBA superstar. I like Lonzo. He really does seem like a good guy. A guy that's hard to root against. And I really wonder how much is his... I, I just, I'm just i really curious about that father-son relationship. What is that like? Does he actually listen to his dad? Does he actually believe his dad? Does he trust his dad? I have no idea. And I'm so curious. I just want to see what happens. I don't know if that's awful. But I'm, I'm curious. Is this going to crash and burn? I don't know. I really have no idea. And I'm so fascinated. What in the world is going to become of Lonzo Ball? And his dad, is his dad going to completely screw it up for him? Because you know those guys. I, I play Madden often. Uh, not often. I'm pretty good at Madden, though, and I don't, I don't really play anymore. But I know guys, when I play in Madden, and I'm like, I don't really need to do, make them screw up. I don't need to, like, beat them. If I just keep doing my thing, eventually they're going to throw an interception or screw up and make some kind of mistake. Eventually they beat themselves. Is that what's going to happen with, uh, with LeVar Ball? Do we just need to let LeVar Ball go do his thing and eventually he'll screw up for himself? We, no one should try to attack LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball eventually is probably going to say something ridiculous and end up screwing up everything he's already built. I don't know. LeVar Ball is actually just pure entertainment. I can have fun with it. He can say outlandish things and I'm not worried for the safety of myself. I just think it's funny to watch. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a story that does relate to sports. But hang in there. I think part of the fun of this next topic will be trying to figure out who is he talking about? What is, where am I going with this? And I, so I'm going to tell you guys a story, and I want you guys to try to figure out where I'm going with it next. And then I will tell you the comparison, and it'll be like, bam, gotcha. It'll be fun. 
I really, really struggle with college. I absolutely hate my classes. I want to be a broadcaster and basically I want to be a YouTuber. My dream is to have my own company doing my own show, making money and making podcasts. I don't feel like I need college to do that. To do this, I don't need a degree. I already got it. I just got to build the audience. And I really, I struggle with my classes. They require me to take classes like guitar and chemistry. And I'm sitting there, I'm writing a guitar, a paper for my history of guitar class yesterday. And I'm like, how in the world does this help me? Drives me nuts. So I call my dad and my dad talks me off the ledge. My dad is really helpful. My dad says, you need patience. You need to relax. You need to wait until Strong Opinion Sports makes enough money before you can just quit college. Fair enough. My dad helps me. He calms me down. I've lived on my own for three years now, so I don't call my dad all the time. I only call my dad to celebrate fun stuff like when I got 400 subs on YouTube, or I call my dad at bad moments when I need guidance. He's there for the highlights. He's not involved every day all the time. He's pretty hands-off. I'm an adult. He's moved on. And that is exactly what Steve Kerr is to the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr does not need to be micromanaging the Golden State Warriors. So the other night, while the Warriors are playing the Phoenix Suns, Steve Kerr backed off. He gave a clipboard to Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and the Golden State Warriors. He let the Warriors coach themselves, quite literally. And people freaked out. People were angry. They're like, huh? what an idiot. How could you do that? See, they really don't need Steve Kerr. It's like, you guys, people don't understand how, how important Steve Kerr is to the Warriors. So when asked about why he did this, Steve Kerr said that the Warriors were getting sick of him. And I love this. The self-awareness is incredible. You, you can't micromanage people like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. If my dad called me every single day, I would be incredibly annoyed. Again, I'm an adult. I've lived on my own for three years. It would be quite weird if every time I turned a corner, my dad was there sitting. How you doing? Are you okay? Well, I don't need that. Steve Kerr's role for the Warriors is to help them when they need help. If I have a bad day, I call my father. The Phoenix Suns, they're not very good. You're, so you're playing the Phoenix Suns. Relax. Take a step back. Give your team a breather. You have four NBA All-Stars, they don't need you every step of the way holding their hand. Don't micromanage them. You help correct them when they need it. You celebrate, them with, and you celebrate with them in good moments. You help them when they need help. When they're having an off-night shooting, you adjust them. You help them out. Not only is Steve Kerr's job to help coach them with X's and O's, the biggest part of Steve Kerr's job is psychological. Steve Kerr's job is to put the Warriors in a position where they can win a championship. He needs to get them ready to win a championship. That is undervalued, and, and people don't realize how valuable Steve Kerr is to the Warriors. I believe that. I truly believe that. To see people posting, see, the Warriors don't even need Steve Kerr. It's ridiculous and stupid and silly. You're missing the point. Steve Kerr is incredibly valuable to the Warriors. Again, not only because of what he does on the court, but because of what he does psychologically for Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. I'm going to take a short break. When I return, uh, the, we're going to talk about the 49ers Super Bowl chances. 
Should the 49ers sign Le'Veon Bell? That name is thrown around a lot. Le'Veon Bell, the best running back in the NFL. Should he go to the 49ers? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about LeBron James. We'll talk about the Celtics. And we will revisit Lane Johnson. Uh, and at, at the end of the show, something happened with Isaiah Thomas last night. And he got ejected. And I just I have a lot to say about Isaiah Thomas. So we'll get into that. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube. You can also find shorter, my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. Help a brother out. I want to get out of here. I want to do Strong Opinion Sports full-time. So if you like Strong Opinion Sports, share this with your friends on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Message it to your friends. Do whatever it takes. Help me grow. I would really appreciate your help. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schaumler. I will be right back. I said last week that my Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC next year are the Saints, the Rams, and the 49ers. Now, the Saints and the Rams both made the playoffs last year. I think they speak for themselves. So I want to focus in now on the 49ers. How can a 6-10 team end up in the Super Bowl? The first obvious reason is Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, you have the next Aaron. My opinion is Jimmy Garoppolo is the next Aaron Rodgers. The parallels are uncanny. Aaron Rodgers studied under Brett Favre, a legendary Hall of Fame great. Jimmy Garoppolo studied under Tom Brady. In my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time. Again, if you think Joe Montana, fine. But you can't, you can't not recognize Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, Aaron Rodgers' roster is... Terrible. And Jimmy Garoppolo took a 1-10 team uh, on a 5-0 winning streak to end the season. Both Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo can elevate their franchises. They can take not a lot of talent and still win a lot of games with them. And look at the 49ers schedule. So not only do the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the second best quarterback in the NFC. It's arguable, though. You can maybe argue Russell Wilson, sure, whatever. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the second best quarterback in the NFC. But look at the 49ers schedule for next year. I see about 12 and 4, 11 and 5. It's a pretty it's not it's not a great schedule. There are some tough road games, but it's a manageable schedule and if you compare the 49ers schedule to the Rams schedule who have a first place schedule, it's even more favorable. Here's what the the 49ers have these interesting games I can't wait to watch next year. They play the Packers in Green Bay. They play the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. They play the Raiders at home early in the season. That's going to be really good. I don't know if it's early. I don't know when it is yet, but it's going to be a great game. And you play the Seahawks twice and the Rams twice. They do have a tough road schedule. I'll, I'll give the 49ers this. They have a couple tough road games, but the, four, the Rams schedule is even more difficult. The Rams have a first play schedule because they won the NFC West last year. They play in New Orleans. In Denver, in Detroit against the Lions, Matthew Stafford, their new head coach. They play in Oakland against the Raiders. They play the Seahawks twice. They play the 49ers twice. They play the Eagles, and they play the Chiefs in Mexico City. I believe it's very possible the 49ers can win the NFC West. Because the Seahawks are down and out. I I like the Seahawks. I grew up in uh, Washington area. 
But guys, the Seahawks are, are down and out. I don't believe in them next year. The, the Cardinals are not there. And I think the 49ers have a more manageable schedule than the, four, than the Rams. And I think, honestly, the 49ers can take on the Rams. I think it's a really good matchup. I like. I could see the 49ers taking care of and going 2-0 against the Rams. I think it's very possible. Not to mention, so you have a manageable schedule. You have a very good quarterback. You also, I think you're going to add a couple free agents. Uh, you're going to add a couple starters to the 49ers in free agency. I'm thinking Ziggy Ansah, Malcolm Butler, or Aqib Tlaib. Brandon Coleman, a receiver from the Saints, is, I think, underrated. He's a very good kind of a steal if you can get him in free agency. And you're going to probably have a good draft pick, which will add another starter to the 49ers. The point is, we're going to see a different 49ers team next season than we saw last season. Not only do you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who elevates your team no matter who you have, and not only do you have a manageable schedule, you also are going to see an influx of starters coming in through free agency and through the draft. Not to mention, by the way, another thing in favor of the 49ers. They have Kyle Shanahan, I think one of the best young coaches in the NFL, if not the best. And you have John Lynch. John Lynch is a fantastic general manager. I love what he's doing with the 49ers. He can drive my car anytime he wants. I really think the NFC is going to come down to the Saints or the 49ers. I said the Rams, and then I looked at their schedule, and their schedule made me nervous. And I still do not trust Jared Goff. Of all the quarterbacks I could have in the NFC, Jared Goff is maybe the ninth or 10th. I would rather have Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Russell Wilson. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz. Even Matt, I would rather have Matt Ryan than Jared Goff. So maybe Jared Goff is a sixth or seventh in the NFC. But the point is, I believe the NFC is going to come down to the Saints or the 49ers. The dark horse is Aaron Rodgers. We will see how much he can do. But man, I think... The roster for the Packers is such a hindrance for Aaron Rodgers. He would have to play. If, if Aaron Rodgers can take the Packers to the Super Bowl, hands down, he is the NFL MVP. He's incredible. And I'll put him up there with the greats. If he can take that roster to the Super Bowl, whew, I, I would not, I would, I'd be shocked. So again, I, I think the chances for the 49ers to make it to the Super Bowl are fairly high. I really, I believe in them. I think they're going to be really good. They're going to have an improved roster. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL, a top-tier quarterback, a guy who I think can take you to a Super Bowl and win, and you have a fairly manageable schedule. Again, a couple tough road games, but not an impossible schedule, not a first-place schedule. I think the chances for the 49ers to make it to the Super Bowl are very high. I, I like it. I believe in them. I think they could actually make a lot of noise and make it to the Super Bowl. I'm going to talk about for the 49ers free agency. Uh, most of the people who listen to this podcast are 49ers fans. You guys want 49er talk? You got it. I'll give you guys what you want. You guys drive the show. I pick topics I think are interesting. I also pick topics that you guys want me to talk about. Uh, one name, when I talk about the 49ers free agency, one name keeps popping up. Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers running back. Now, Le'Veon Bell is incredible. I, I really, I'm not really a fan of Le'Veon Bell, but he is, I can admit, an incredible running back. The guy can catch, the guy can run, he can pass block, which is actually a huge deal. And it seems like the 49ers have the cap space 
to sign Le'Veon Bell. Mm, but I would not do it. I would not sign Le'Veon Bell. You can definitely afford it. You have the cap space. But there are a lot of reasons why I do not like Le'Veon Bell. First off, the guy wants a ton of money at running back. You guys may not know. I'm sure nobody really knows. I, I like to skateboard for fun. It's one of my, on weekends really only, I don't really have a lot of time for it. One of my things I do fun for you know, recreationally, I'm not trying to be a star. I don't really make it public. I do it because I enjoy it. I go skateboarding. I love it. I think it's fun. I like doing tricks. I can jump a couple barriers. I like, I, I, I do a couple small things that are really fun to me. I enjoy it. I can kick flip, which is kind of cool. If you don't know what that is, hey, no worry. I don't, I don't care. You don't have to know what that is. The point is, I don't pay a lot of money for skate shoes. Because on a skateboard, there's a thing called grip tape. And when you rub your shoes doing tricks on the grip tape, it wears out your shoes. I don't pay a lot of money for skate shoes because they wear out so quickly. No matter what you buy, your skate shoes are not going to last a very long time. And that is how I feel about running backs in the NFL. I don't pay a lot of money because they take a lot of hits. And running backs don't last very long. It's not like a quarterback. You can't play 15 years at running back. Le'Veon Bell has taken a ton of hits. The dude has taken a beating. Le'Veon Bell had 321 carries for the Pittsburgh Steelers last season. And he averages well over 200 every single year. Not not only that, the guy caught 85 passes, which means... Le'Veon Bell was tackled over 400 times last season. Maybe there's an error. Maybe he broke 20 tackles or scored touchdowns. I don't know. But it's a really high number. It's at least over 350 times Le'Veon Bell was tackled last season. The guy is 25, which isn't that old. But for a 25-year-old running back, Le'Veon Bell has taken a beating. Remember, Remember Arian Foster? Boom. Arian Foster disappeared. You guys remember Adrian Peterson? His career evaporated. Not to mention, so not only is Le'Veon Bell a running back, and running backs get incredibly beat up, I would not want to pay a lot of money to a running back because they don't last. But Le'Veon Bell is also incredibly distracted. Le'Veon Bell said he would consider retiring at 25 if the Pittsburgh Steelers decided to franchise tag him. You realize if you get franchise tagged, you get paid bucket loads of money. Like, I think it's $14 million. <laughs> okay. But that's not enough for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, before one of their biggest playoff games, I remember Le'Veon Bell talking about money. All he could say is, I want to get paid more. I want to get paid what I deserve. All Le'Veon Bell seems to care about is green stuff. I hate that attitude. I really don't like that. I want a guy who cares about winning. And I'll pay him well, but I want you to care about winning. You know, I, I maybe t- this next thought may talk me out of it. I don't know. Um, and I had a strong opinion. I don't want to back off of it. But I will say, um, Le'Veon Bell is 25, which means he probably has two years left. I, I think Le'Veon Bell is probably two years left where he's got the prime of his career playing really good football. And Le'Veon Bell wants a ton of money. Now, if, if the 49ers have a shot at the Super Bowl, maybe sign Le'Veon Bell. Two years, $20 million each year. Overpay him to win now. 
normally I would not pay a running back, but you have the cap room. And, you know, I don't know that the 49ers need a running back, but a lot of people seem to believe the 49ers need a running back. I don't know. Again, normally I wouldn't pay a running back. I think running backs are kind of overrated. Because if you don't have a really good offensive line, and if you don't have a quarterback, you, you don't really do much at running back. Because the way to stop a running back is you put a bunch of guys in the box, which means you, you put about eight people who try to stop the run. And if you don't have a quarterback who can make you pay, doesn't matter how good your running back is, you're not going to win if you have eight guys in the box. But, again, the 49ers, in many people's opinion, need a running back. And you have a great quarterback. The 49ers have a great quarterback. I think they have a shot at a title. They have tons of cap space. I can see a conceivable world where the 49ers go after Le'Veon Bell. I really can. I understand. If you have a shot at a title and Le'Veon Bell gives you more of a chance uh, of winning a title, I can can understand why the 49ers would go after Le'Veon Bell. But I really believe that money, the money you would spend on Le'Veon Bell it's better going off and getting multiple starters on defense. I can see both sides. Maybe he can help you win a championship. But I would not sign Le'Veon Bell. He's been hit a lot. Le'Veon Bell's been hit a lot. He has a bad attitude. And again, I think running backs are overrated. Don't forget, Le'Veon Bell plays with Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. So you can't only take away Le'Veon Bell. Because how do you defend that? If you just try to take away Le'Veon Bell... Ben Roethlisberger over the top to Antonio Brown all stinking day. You're not going to put Antonio Brown in a one-on-one situation. So again, Le'Veon Bell has a bad attitude. He gets hit a lot. I think running backs are kind of overrated. And I'm simply not paying that much for a running back. They're not that valuable to me. I really believe the money is better spent going and getting multiple starters on defense. I would not sign Le'Veon Bell. I think that was a good topic. I'm really proud of that. Um, I'm sitting in a cafe last night. There's a couple things in the world I don't understand. I don't really understand. I don't really understand Valentine's Day. Okay, not my thing. I don't get it. And I really don't understand what I'm about to describe to you guys next. So I'm sitting in a cafe. It was actually, it was Tuesday night. I'm sitting in a cafe Tuesday night doing my homework. And in walks a bunch of frat dudes. Guys are loud. It's Tuesday, by the way. They're loud. They're drunk. Their shirts are unbuttoned. Their chests are bare, white, you know, showing everywhere. A bunch of chest hair sticking out. And maybe these guys weren't frat guys, but let's be honest. They were probably frat guys. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sitting here thinking, like, why? Why would anybody do this? Why would you come into a place with 18 dudes, super loud, Showing your chest, not care in the world, just being really, uh, my words, annoying. I just was like, why would you do that? And I realized, oh, these guys are incredibly insecure. They're trying to fit in. And insecurity drives us to do all kinds of crazy things. In fifth grade, I changed the spelling of my name from Z-A-C-H to Z-A-C. That's because in fifth grade, I got bullied and got called Zatch. And I was like, none of that. I'm dropping the H. I am Zach, Z-A-C, from now on. And that stuck with me my whole life. So we do weird things because of insecurity. And that describes Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was quoted last week saying, The Cavaliers didn't cheer me on enough. They didn't do enough to support me. 
first of all, it's not their job, right? It's not their job to support you, uh, be your team, but don't expect people to cheer for you. Like he's talking about how the Lakers were clapping for him. They're really excited. And the Cavs didn't do that for him. That's not their job. Their job is to win basketball games. But then on Tuesday night, was it Tuesday? It might have been last night. Isaiah Thomas was ejected from a basketball game. Isaiah Thomas, uh, I guess Rajon Rondo was talking all kinds of mess about the, the Celtics were planning on playing a tribute video for Isaiah Thomas. It didn't work out. It didn't happen. Isaiah Thomas was ejected from the game because of an altercation with Rajon Rondo. Isaiah Thomas, you were traded away. Do not talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Be a professional. And when Rajon Rondo talks smack, who cares? Who cares? Win the basketball game. Focus on basketball. Don't let some guy yapping about some mess get into your head. I understand you have to be a bulldog. To be 5'8 and play in the NBA, you have to really be a guy who battles. And I relate to Isaiah Thomas. I really do. My brother died. Isaiah Thomas's sister died. I know what it's like to lose a sibling. It's awful. It's the hardest thing I've ever been through in my entire life. But that does not excuse poor behavior. Isaiah Thomas needs to look in the mirror. The guy needs to check himself. What does he value? Why is he so worried about what other people think all the time? Who cares? Isaiah Thomas, you're a millionaire. You're a basketball player. I get that you're 5'8", but put your head down and grind. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. I understand. You're upset. Isaiah Thomas thought he was about to get a huge contract in Boston. Instead, he was traded away to the Cleveland Cavaliers where he failed, and now he's in Lonzo Ball's town. He's not even the best. He's not even the, the starting point guard on his own team. The minute Lonzo Ball's back, he's in the lineup. I get it. I get that Isaiah Thomas has had a rough year. But you still have to be a grown-up. Don't talk smack about the Cavs. And don't let other people talking smack bother you. Be a grown-up, Isaiah Thomas. Come on, man. Stop being so insecure. I, I just... Isaiah Thomas needs to really take a look inside himself and see what's going on. Because I, I see a guy who's incredibly insecure... He's really worried about what other people think for some reason. Even though he's an NBA all-star, he's a, I mean, he was an MVP candidate last year, and he's a millionaire. Relax. Look in the mirror. Figure it out, Isaiah Thomas. Be a grown-up. I'm going to take a short break. When I return, I'm going to revisit Lane Johnson. I, I remember I talked about it last show, and I wasn't planning on revisiting it, but Lane Johnson decided to double down on what he said. So now <laughs> we got to address it again. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, and why I am concerned about the Boston Celtics. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube. You can also find my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. If you like this podcast, help me grow my audience by telling your friends about this podcast. Share it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever it is. Help me grow strong opinion sports by telling your friends about this podcast. My name is Alex Schaumler. I will be right back. Time is my biggest enemy. I spend a lot of time in a chair. I spend a lot of time in my room. I don't have a lot of free time. I really don't. It drives me nuts. 
But one of the things I try to do is I try to do something athletic twice a week. I try to either go play basketball or recently on Tuesdays, I've been playing flag football. So I played flag football on Tuesday and my team murdered. I don't really have time for flag football, but oh my goodness, it is so much fun. I play quarterback and they could not stop us. We put up 86 points in a 30-minute flag football game. Like we just, we annihilated. It was so much fun. I, I have a great receiver, and we were throwing back shoulder passes. These guys were getting so mad because they, they perfectly guard Jesse, and I put it right where he can, only he can get it right back shoulder. It is so much fun. Winning is a ton of fun. There is nothing quite like winning. The only thing better than, the only thing I really care about more than winning is how much I hate losing. Losing is the worst. But winning is, is a ton of fun. And the other day, the Eagles offensive lineman Lane Johnson criticized the New England Patriots. He said the Patriots don't have any fun. I went easy. I really did. I could have really laid into Lane Johnson. I could, but instead of, instead of talking about Lane Johnson, what I did was talk about why the Patriots clearly have a winning culture. Instead of, I didn't want to focus on Lane Johnson. I wanted to focus on the Patriots. Well, uh, Teddy Bruschi came out, a former New England Patriot came out, and he defended the Patriots. He said, look, we had a ton of fun. We won multiple Super Bowls. It was a time of my life. Lane Johnson decided to call him a company guy. He put on Twitter, always a company guy, Teddy Bruschi. I, I figured maybe Lane Johnson, I figured maybe this was one of those scenarios where you say something dumb, and then you think about it, and you come to your senses. Well, what Lane Johnson did was double down on his comments. Again, he called Teddy Bruschi a company guy. So let's really talk about Lane Johnson. A friend of mine recently got married a couple months ago. And he tried giving someone else marriage advice. No, man, I'm sorry, but you haven't been married long enough to give anybody marriage advice. My dad's friend, Bob, has been married for over 40 years. I will listen to Bob. I'll take Bob's advice. But if you, you've been married for a couple months, do not try to give anybody marriage advice. I'm sorry. You, you haven't been there long enough. Lane Johnson has won one Super Bowl. The Patriots have won five. But more importantly, they've been to eight. Lane Johnson's been to one. The Patriots have been to eight Super Bowls. That's like a guy who's been married for three months. Telling a guy who's been married for 40 years how to be a better husband. <laughs> Come on. No. No, 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 no. And fun? You want to have fun? I like succeeding. You know what's fun to me? Winning is fun. People often say, I'm too serious. They say, Zach, you stay up too late. You don't sleep, all this stuff. Look, I love strong opinion sports. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. I so badly want to make strong opinion sports into my full-time job. I work, to pa I work way past midnight. I stay up till 4 in the morning often. I stay up till 4, I get up at 8. That is often my schedule because I want to do my podcasts. Working till midnight, working well past midnight, that's not very fun. It can't all be fun. To get to the fun stuff, you got to do things you don't actually want to do all the time. For a guy who just won a Super Bowl, Lane Johnson sure doesn't know a lot about succeeding. Because succeeding takes work. Again, to get to the fun part of winning, you got to do the hard part of grinding. And for some reason, the fact that Lane Johnson doesn't understand that makes no sense to me. I don't understand.
And he was quoted saying, I would rather, I would rather win one Super Bowl and have fun than win five Super Bowls and not be happy. <laughs> don't worry, Lane Johnson. I don't know that Lane Johnson's ever going to have to worry about winning five Super Bowls because I just don't think that's going to happen for him. Again, as much as I love winning, losing is worse. My college chose a different quarterback over me, and that pissed me off. That made me angry. All the records I broke, all of my success, not starting in college meant more to me. Losing hurt more than winning felt good. The Patriots hate losing more than they love winning. We will see what Lane Johnson is made of. Again, he said he would rather win one Super Bowl and have fun than win five and be miserable. Lane Johnson, <laughs> you're absurd and ridiculous. I, I just, I, I don't know how you can't have fun winning five Super Bowls. I really I have no idea. It doesn't even make sense to me. But again, don't worry, Lane Johnson. Don't worry, buddy. You're not going to have to worry about winning five Super Bowls. I highly doubt it. You're the guy who wants to have fun. Those guys piss me off. Those guys, well, whatever, man. Go have fun. Have fun not winning because winning to me, that is what's fun. I have two more things. We're going to talk about the, the Celtics, and we're going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Tuesday night, I watched the Cavaliers and Thunder, and it was so much fun. I love the new Cavaliers roster. Oh, my goodness. But we need to relax. There is a long road ahead. Like we, we are at the all-star break. We still have a whole nother half a season and then the playoffs to go. The Cavs look great right now, but pump the brakes. We got to relax. They still got to win the East and they still got to do a lot to get there. So they're on their way. I certainly feel good about the Cavaliers, but man, we do have to slow down on the Lakers, on the Cavaliers. But I will say the Cavaliers certainly do look like the best team in the Eastern Conference. Especially over the last couple games. My goodness. And LeBron James is incredible. You forget. If you don't watch LeBron James for a couple days. And then you go back and watch. You're like, my goodness. That guy is. He's powerful. He's a beast. He has so much energy. I don't understand. He's like an energizer bunny. Plus LeBron James can shoot. LeBron James is unbelievable. I'm amazed every time I watch him. I really am. Every time I turn on the TV and watch LeBron James. I'm just like. Oh my goodness that's a human being out there he's an alien it really is crazy and LeBron James here's what's crazy about LeBron James he's a rare example of potential and expectations actually paying off you guys you probably saw The Last Jedi it's episode 8 of Star Wars a lot of people hated that movie I liked it but I understand why people hated it but expectations were so high and the movie did not meet expectations Cam Newton Cam Newton is so incredibly talented Yet he's not even close to the greatest quarterback. Think of how much of a waste Cam Newton actually is. Like, if Cam Newton really had met his full potential, he'd be the greatest quarterback of all time. The guy is six foot six, a freight train, maybe six five, but he can run over literally. He's like a truck playing quarterback. He's fast. He has a huge arm. But for whatever reason, Cam Newton can't put it together. Think of the best of the best. Think of the all time greats, Jerry Rice. Not an incredible athlete, a good athlete, but not Randy Moss. Think of Joe Montana, Tom Brady. They were not physically, they were not, they all had limitations. And usually there were low expectations. Jerry Rice was not expected to become the greatest. 
Tom Brady, Joe Montana, there were low expectations of them when they came into the league. You know how hard it is to live up to expectations? Once again, The Last Jedi disappointed everybody. Well, LeBron James actually lives up to expectations, which is like, it seems if you look at people where expectations are and where they actually end up, it seems like the hardest thing in the world in all of sports is to actually meet people's expectations. How many people actually have lived up to the hype? Well, guess what? LeBron James has. This could be LeBron James' eighth straight year in the NBA Finals. <laughs> That's incredible. That is so much basketball. Because not only do you play the Olympics, so you play all season. You play the playoffs all the way to the end, and then you play the Olympics in the summer. LeBron James does not rest. It's incredible. Guy's like an energizer bunny. School's killing me, and yet LeBron James seems invincible. He's just like running around, hopping all over the place, having a ton of fun, dunking on dudes. It's incredible. I can't believe it. LeBron James absolutely exceeded expectations, and the energy I watched him play with versus the Thunder blew me away. I just, every time I turn on the television, I'm even more impressed with LeBron James. I understand people don't like him, but my goodness, I, I just, I, I wow. I, I really think LeBron James is absolutely incredible. I noticed something about the Boston Celtics on Tuesday night. But, but first, I was talking with my buddy Spencer. Spencer's a good friend of mine. This will make sense in a minute. Spencer and I work in production together. In fact, Spencer's one of the guys. If I can turn Strong Opinion Sports into a company, he's my first hire. He's my production man. He can be production manager. He can be my producer. He can be whatever he wants to call it. I would love to have Spencer on my team to help me make more of content. But we were talking you know, two days ago about television production. And Spencer said it all depends on one thing. Live TV depends on a switcher. Without a switcher, live TV cannot happen. You have eight cameras, you have eight cameramen, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of graphics. You can build all this, all kinds of crap. Without the one component, the switcher, doesn't matter. Live TV depends on one thing. If the switcher goes down during a live show, there's no show. Doesn't matter. You need this thing or you can't operate. That is the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics have one guy who can score big time. That's Kyrie Irving. So I'm, I'm watching the Cavs and Thunder on Tuesday night. LeBron had 37. J.R. Smith at 18. Larry Nance looks great. Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood. They have Kyle Korver. They have George Hill. Cavaliers have many, many guys who can make it happen. And then I, I watched the Celtics. Celtics last night lost to who they lose to? I can't remember. Uh, some, they lost to they lost to some team that I was like, really? So in Boston, the Celtics have Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. That's about it. And if Kyrie Irving isn't playing well, Al Horford cannot carry your team. They have two guys who can score to the Cavs, like seven, maybe eight. And if Kyrie Irving isn't playing well, the Boston Celtics cannot win. Brad Stevens is an incredible coach, but that's not enough. The Cavaliers need Kyrie, or the Celtics need Kyrie Irving. It doesn't matter how good your cameraman is. It doesn't matter how great your graphics you built are. If your switcher doesn't work, you can't do live television. Doesn't matter how well Brad Stevens coaches. Doesn't matter that they have Al Horford. Without Kyrie Irving, the Boston Celtics 
cannot win. And that scares me. Because, yes, the, the Cavaliers need LeBron James. But LeBron James, he's not going to get injured. He's never gotten injured, and he will not get injured. But the Cavaliers lost. Kevin Love, they're fine. Cavaliers could lose Rodney Hood, replace him with Kevin Love, they'd be fine. Cavaliers are much more stable than the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, if Kyrie Irving doesn't play well, it's not happening for them. And that is not very stable. That scares me quite a bit about the Boston Celtics. All right, my name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. School is killing me. Um, I spend all of my free time studying for what seems like really stupid classes, studying for classes like chemistry and guitar. I want to be a broadcaster. Really, I want to be a YouTuber. And it's, it's wearing me down. I, I really am struggling with it. Um, I'm going to finish this semester. And this summer, I'm going to hit Strong Opinion Sports even harder. I want to do this full time. And, and uh, you know, school is cutting into my free time where I'm not making as many videos as I would like because of school. That's killing me. It's driving me nuts. I got li- to gotta, gotta be in school because school pays for my place to live. But someday I want my videos, I want Strong Opinion Sports to be the thing that pays for my place to live. That's my dream. That's my goal. I need to build Strong Opinion Sports. Help me grow a Strong Opinion Sports by telling your friends about this show. Share it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. If you like Strong Opinion Sports as much as I do, this is my favorite thing in the entire world. I really want to turn this into something. Help me grow the audience by telling your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. It's on Google Play now. I think Spotify is like coming very soon. I've, I've done, I sent the proposal. It's now up to them. Help me grow Strong Opinion Sports by telling your friends and subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports everywhere you can subscribe to things. My name is Zach Schaumler. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great day. I hope Valentine's Day was okay. I know a lot of people struggle with Valentine's Day. I don't. I'm not a very lonely person. Uh, but I know for many people, it's tough. And I'll say I hate. I, you know, I'm not a very lonely person. I like my personal free time. But man, watching people post about their relationships on Valentine's Day can eat away at anybody. And it drove me nuts. I was like, geez, guys, come on. Come on. Do you really have to say that? I, I, I should really. I write stand-up comedy. It's one of the things I want to do this summer. And I really got to do a stand-up set about Valentine's Day. Because Valentine's Day is absurd and ridiculous. My name is Zach Schaumler. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much. Bam, bam, bam. We are done.